in Soviet Russia, podcasts were not a thing. This is 20 Questions Tuesday, the podcast where one guy asks another guy 20, 20 questions. questions. I'm David Brunel Brutman. And I'm David Reinstrom. What are the haps, David? Oh, not much. Mon ami, just sitting back, relaxing. The hippity haps. Yeah, with my favorite fall-slash-wintertime cocktail beverage. Your favorite of all time? Ah, uh, my favorite of this time of year, certainly. Okay, what is this fancified wintertime beverage? Uh, so it's apple cider and a type of Polish vodka called Zubrowka. Okay. Z-U-B-R-O-W-K-A. Um, and what it is, it's got, it's, it's, it's called bison grass vodka. Um, bison grass vodka? Yeah. That sounds pointy. It's got this, the, the bottle always comes with a little sprig of the, of the grass inside of it. Uh, it's, it's just some sort of Is it grass made or from sedge. the grass? No, it's, it's a potato vodka that's, or a, a grain vodka that's supplement, that's like flavored with this kind of vanilla cinnamon scented grass. It's a very sweet grass of like the Polish plains hmm. that, that, I don't know, aurochs or whatever aurochs. Euro- European bisons like to like to nomp on. When did aurochs go extinct? I think like the 19th century. Maybe I'm wrong. Really? Yeah. I thought it was earlier. Earlier, you think? I don't know. All I know is they're in the Bible and there ain't none of them now. The, they, the species survived in Europe until the last recorded aurochs died in the Yaktorov Forest, Poland, in uh, 1627, you are correct. 1627. 1627, 17th century. That's woodcut days. <laughs> well, I guess we've learned some things about uh, extinct megafauna. What is the cocktail? The cocktail is, you know, three parts of apple cider to one part uh, vodka. And you just have like a little glass of it. And um, it's very pleasant. It's got two names in Poland. It's either called the Tatanka, which is Lakota Sioux for buffalo. Uh, um, because it's a bison so grass many, thing. Yeah, but this bison, I, I'm just, there's like loops here. Or a Jarlotka, uh, which is like an apple charlotte, which is, I guess, um, it's a pastry. It's an apple pastry. Gotcha. Yeah. Does it taste like the apple pastry? It kind of tastes like apple pie. Yeah, it's kind of an apple pie thing. It's not as apple pie-y as, say, Kentucky apple pie moonshine. Also super great. Okay, Very different thing. I've never heard of that. Uh, that's when you take moonshine and you mix it with apple juice and uh, you let it steep with uh, you know, sugar and, and cinnamon for a while. That's hmm. awesome. But that's moonshine. That's more like being punched in the gut. Um by, you know, a uh, Kentucky miner who's holding a tire iron, but also delicious. <laughs> and this is more like, say, having your tummy nuzzled by a bison. Yeah, it's great. Sounds adorable. What's up with you? Here's what I read. What have you been reading? Okay, so apparently, uh, you know how raccoons are super intelligent, right? Sure. So, like, like Rocket in Guardians of the Galaxy. That dude. We're working towards that. Okay. Because, uh, it turns out, we are actively making raccoons more intelligent. What? Like How? human beings are. What? I don't understand. By designing increasingly complex raccoon proofing. 
on, among other things, are garbage cans. So apparently in big cities, mm-hmm. uh, and they've measured this, raccoons in big cities are noticeably more intelligent. Like they, hi- they score higher on intelligence tests than raccoons <laughs> out in the woods. What does a raccoon intelligence test look like? I, I think they have to like solve some sort of puzzle. Like okay. some, you know, some sort of physical puzzle. I mean, because what they do is the reason that they're getting more intelligent is they keep figuring out how to open up all the damn garbage cans. <laughs> yeah. So there are these, they're, you know, designers who are designing increasingly complex locks and the raccoons just keep breaking them. That's amazing. And, like not breaking them, but cracking them, you know, figuring out how to undo the locks to get into everybody's trash. Is there any evidence of of tool usage yet for the raccoons? I mean, is opening a garbage can tool use? Like, they know how to use If they do it handle. with a stick. No, I, I don't think there's proper tool use. What I'm imagining is Sly Cooper, the raccoon master cracksman, uh, sneaking up with, like, a lockpick. Oh, pick of course. And just like... We're in. Dun, 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 like I mean, they can open doors. They know how to, like, work doorknobs. They'll just open your door and come into your house in Toronto, apparently. I'm not impressed until they master speech. All right. Well, it's coming. Okay. I've, I saw it. You know what else movie. is coming? What else is coming? 20 Questions Tuesday. Whoa! Oh, that I know. cool. I, I bet you weren't expecting that, listeners. <laughs> I had no idea. Despite the fact that you were listening to a podcast called 20 Questions Tuesday. I'm surprised at best. Dave? Yep. Are you ready to play 20 Questions Tuesday? I'm so ready to play. Well, I'm not ready. We got to go over the rules. Don't jump the gun. (sighs) Jesus. All right. Read me a number. Okay. Number one. I will think of a thing. Number two. David will ask only yes or no questions to narrow down the nature of that thing. Number three. If David exceeds 20 questions, the game and reality as we know it is over. No more than 20 questions are permitted. Number four. If David correctly guesses the thing in fewer than 20 questions, he wins the game, and we all get to live for another week. And number five. Inure yourself to suffering. Ooh, ominous. Are you ready, Dave? To inure myself to suffering? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And also to play 20 Questions Tuesday. Oh, good. Well, in that case, you may ask your first question. All right. Question number one, is it bigger than a bread box? Uh, it is bigger than a bread box, yes. Is it artificial? It has artificial components. Is it a cyborg? It is not a cyborg. Damn it. Uh, is it something that uh, is, is partially man-made? Uh, yes, it is entirely man-made. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's something that occurs naturally and is then formed by the hands of man in some fashion? Yes. Okay. At Um, least that's part of it. There's a situation in which this is involved. Okay. So is the naturally occurring thing alive? No. Is it a rock? No. Is it Iraq? It is not Iraq. So it's not alive. Uh, is it some sort of mineral? No. Hmm. Can you walk on it? Uh, I guess so. You, <laughs> do you wouldn't. Do you want to walk on it? 
There are literally no circumstances under which you would walk on this thing. So it's not like an aggro crag. No, it's not an aggro crag. Is it something that has a specific function? Yes. Is that function murder? Yes. Is murder its sole function? Alas, yes. Hmm. Uh, but it's not some kind of murder robot. No, and let's 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 hold there, and okay. let's pull back, because otherwise you're going to go in circles for a while. Okay. Uh, there is a scenario surrounding this thing. Uh, that you will you will you will do better if you figure out the scenario, and that will lead you to the thing. Okay. Uh, should I try to figure out where the scenario takes place? That would help, yes. Okay, does the scenario take place on the planet Earth? It does take place on the planet Earth. Does it take place in a real location on the planet Earth? Absolutely. Does it take place in a location that, uh, you or I have ever been to? Uh, I haven't, I don't know about you. Hmm. I assume you have not been there. You might have. It's not Iraq. It's not Iraq. Is this a geographical location? It is a geographical location upon this planet Earth. A city? Uh, no, not a city. A country. It's in a country, yes. The country? I don't, As opposed to would... the city where the less intelligent raccoons live? Yes, it would be It would be out in La Campania. Okay. Is it on a farm? Mm-mm. Um, is it in the middle of a field of bison grass? No, it is not. How do you like my callbacks? I do. I like them a lot. They're pretty good. I'm pretty proud of myself. Is it in the woods? No. Is it in some sort of untamed terrain in yes. the country? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, is it out in a desert? It is out in a desert. Is it a specific desert? It is a specific desert. Is it the Sahara Desert? It is not the Sahara Desert. Is it the Gobi Desert? It is not the Gobi Desert. Is it the... Um, I don't know the names of deserts. Well, is it a desert in North America? Yes. Um, is it the... Uh, whatever the desert in the Southwest is? Does that have a single name? There are a couple. Oh, God. My knowledge of geography is painfully bad man all you need to do is figure out where in the united states it is okay is it in the grand canyon it is not in the grand canyon death valley uh yes death valley is in this desert shall i tell you what desert it is mm, yes the mojave desert mojave yeah i kind of knew that was a word mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of a place sort of sure like I heard it before. Sure. Okay, so it's in the Mojave Desert. Correct. In the American Southwest. Correct. In in the state of Nevada. In the, the state of Nevada. The Mojave Desert stretches across several states. It's in California and Utah and Nevada. And I think, right. Yeah. Right. That's why I was all sort of. That's why I was thinking it was all sort of one thing. Right. But then Southern Arizona has the Sonoran Desert. Is there a is, dividing line? I are they think... adjacent or are they separated by like not desert? I feel like they're separated by the Sierra Nevadas, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Uh, I'm wrong. That's in California, and I am from the Midwest, and I'm wrong. East Coast all the way, baby. Your Western geography is meaningless to me. <laughs> S 
sorry. Yeah, the Sonoran Desert is further southwest than the uh, the Mojave. Irrelevant. All right. So, this is happening in the Mojave Desert. Correct. Uh, is it a more specific spot than that? No, we can just say it's the Mojave Desert. Okay. Um, is this at? Is Burning Man in the Mojave Desert? No, uh, Burning Man is in uh, the Black Rock Playa, which I don't think is in the Mojave. It's not at Burning Man. Why are there all these names of places that I don't know what they are and also they're deserts? <laughs> I am really distressed by this. Okay, uh, so it's not taking place at Burning Man. No, it is not. Uh, does it matter like what time of year it is? No, but it might matter what year it is. Hmm, okay. So it's not the present day. No, it's not. Is it the future? It is not the future. Is it the past? It is the past. Is it cowboy times? It is not cowboy times. Is it uh, Spanish explorer times? It is not Spanish explorer times. Is it Pueblo times? It is not Pueblo times. I would love to see like a children's history show written by you. (laughs) In which I stupidly reclassify... (laughs) All historical periods. Once upon a time, back in Spanish mission times, this state was nothing but a bunch of pueblos stretching as far as the eye could see. And you couldn't see that far because they hadn't invented spectacles yet. <laughs> Ding! Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it uh, prehistoric? No. Okay. So it is. it is during recorded history. Correct. Okay. Um, is it uh, before the 20th century? No. Okay, so it's during the 20th century. Yes. Um, is it um, in the middle of the 20th century? Not exactly, no. Is it the beginning of the 20th century? No, in fact, it is not. Okay, so it's in... The second half of the 20th century. Correct. Very goodly. Well well deduced. Very goodly deduced. Shit. Do, do I need to find a year? Uh, you do. It's an important year. 1985? It is not. The year that Back to the Future is set? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is going to be dumb. Is, is it in the 70s? Nope. 60s? Nope. 50s? Nope. 80s? Nope. 90s? Yup. Okay. <laughs> Good. Problem solved. Yep. Okay, so uh, it's the 1990s, mm-hmm. um, and there's something happening in the desert. This isn't something that actually happened, is it? The date in the 90s is the cause. Is it the fall of the Berlin Wall? Yes. It's yes. the it's the the end of communism. Oh wait, is it actually? Yeah. Well, uh, it's 1991. It's 1991. The USSR is crumbling. USSR crumbling. Fall of the yep. Berlin Wall. Yeltsin Got is it. taking power. The Cold War. Is over. Okay, and that's important for some reason. Yes. Now so, something is happening with this thing in the desert, and there's a someone because the Cold War is over. Correct. Okay. So is the someone a Cold War figure? Not a real one, no. Hmm. Okay. Um, but but yes. some some sort of fictional person who would be associated with the Cold War if they were real? I think so, yeah. Question mark? Okay. 
Uh, a general of some sort? No, indeed. A diplomat? Nope. An astronaut? Close, but no. A nautonaut? No. What's that? A, a, just a regular sailor? Just a regular sailor, but <laughs> it sounds cool. Sure. It's a regular sailor who's like, listen, my job is tough, too. I don't know why these guys get prefixes and I don't. <laughs> so it's it's uh, a test pilot. No, I shouldn't have said it was like an astronaut. Okay. It's not like an astronaut at all. A scientist? A scientist. Okay. So there's a scientist in the Mojave Desert. It's mm-hmm. 1991. The scientist mm-hmm. is doing something, and the something is related to the end of the Cold War. Right. And remember... Before we zoomed out for context, the thing that you had come up with was some naturally based thing that was being used to ki- that could be used to kill people. Right, but the thing is not alive. It is not alive, and it's not a mineral of any sort. No, but let's go back to figuring out who this scientist is because that'll help you along. Is it a gas? It's not a gas. Although, although the gas is probably the deadly. There is a. I don't want to say. It, it gives off gas? It gives off a sort of gas, sure. Oh, this thing is making me nervous. <laughs> okay, uh, so I want to figure out more about the scientist. Correct. Uh, does it matter who the scientist works for? Uh, sure. Does the scientist work for the U.S. government? Yes. Okay. He or she does. Um, I say he or she because it's, it's a irrelevant as to the person's gender, you may assign one at will. Got it. Um, does the scientist... Is the scientist a physicist? No. Um, is the scientist a biologist? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, the scientist has interdisciplinary skills. Okay. So the, the scientist doesn't have one specific field. Uh, I would say maybe two or three specific fields. Hmm. Um, okay. And biology is one of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a scientist trained in biology and also um, a chemist? Yeah, chemistry. Okay. Biology and chemistry. Are those the, the main two? Yes. Is there more? <laughs> There's more, but it's not a science, or it's not a, it's not a class. Biology, science. chemistry, and fly fishing. Sure, no, not fly fishing. Biology, chemistry, and uh, jazz tap. No, this scientist is from a particular place in the world. Okay, uh, so the scientist is not an American. Uh, he or she is a naturalized American citizen now. Uh, okay, so the the scientist was pre was not born in the United States. Correct. Okay. Was the scientist born in the Soviet Union? Was not. Was the scientist born in Germany? No. Hmm. Um. Was the but, scientist? But it would be it would be correct to assume that this figure is somewhat analogous in his or her own way to Werner von Braun. Okay, yeah, because that's that's sort of where I was heading. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But not originally German. Not German. Um. Uh, is this somebody who 
Uh, is this somebody who would have immigrated to the United States uh, during or after the Second World War? Um, probably. There would have been no great urgency necessarily. Okay. I mean, maybe. Maybe they immigrated before or during or after the, the Second World War. Hmm. Uh, somebody who was born in a country that was one of the major players in the Second World War? Yes. A Japanese scientist? No, indeed. A British scientist? No. A, um, um, an Italian scientist? You're getting closer. A Spanish? They nope. won the war at all. Um, a Swiss scientist? Nope. Go wrong direction. They also weren't in the war at all. Go west. I'm bad at this. Okay, a French scientist. Very good, a French scientist. Okay, so the French scientist is launching the cigarettes at the, <laughs> the missiles. Wait. This was the most delightful thing in the world. What's that? I was on the train the other day, and I overheard a very small snatch of conversation which was just two people quoting at each other back and forth the end of the world flash video <laughs> from like two, when was that from that was like 2003 maybe sure 2004 like 10 years ago it was one of my favorite things on the internet i too recall it yeah with the missiles that are coming Wah. okay so this is a french scientist yes uh, doing something French oh, I hope for like the U.S. This. government. God, it's so ridiculous. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm getting some ideas. Uh-huh. Is there cheese involved? Oh, but of course there is cheese. Is it a giant cheese? I'm not sure that uh, the size is really the most important thing. But, you know, if you like it, it can be a very large cheese. Is the cheese sentient? No. Is the cheese giving off some kind of gas? Yes. Oh, no. Is the kind of cheese important? Uh, it is a very specific kind of cheese developed by the scientist. Okay. Uh, is it a French cheese? I mean, he is French, but it was made in America, so maybe? Is it a French kind of cheese? Sure. You know, like, uh... Camembert. If I had a child, no matter what its gender, I would name it Camembert. 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 Man, that was an effective ad campaign. Wisconsin We're not going to explain board. that at all. <laughs> nope. Suck on that, listeners. <laughs> <coughs> and then I died. Uh, no, in fact, in fact, this cheese is not analogous to any existing French cheese. Uh, it has its own particular name. Not a name in French, just, you know, blank cheese. Death cheese? Nope. Murder cheese? <laughs> nope. Uh, does the name have to do with its function? Sure. So this is weaponized cheese. It is weaponized cheese. Oh, is that also the name? Uh, no, that is not oh, the name. Okay. That, that, is, that is the terrible project that this French scientist has spent so many years working on. Okay, so this French scientist is out in the Mojave Desert mm -hmm. at the end of the Cold War mm -hmm. developing weaponized cheese. He Do has need... developed weaponized cheese. Oh, okay, so the, the project is a success. 
uh, horrible, stinky, I assume, success? Oh, it is the stinkiest, my friend. Is it weaponized because it is so stinky that it, it is, kills you? It is the stinkiest cheese known to man. <laughs> it is, in fact, the doomsday cheese. No! <laughs> so, what is this French scientist doing in the middle of the Mojave Desert with the doomsday cheese? Uh, the scientist is clearly not going to launch it against the Soviet Union because the Soviet Union no longer exists. Correct. Those heady days are over, my friend. Those heady cheese days? <laughs> So the scientist has to bury it in the desert. Yes. Where it will never be found for a thousand years. Or will it? So, David, from the beginning, could you please tell me <laughs> what is going on? Okay, so, David. Yes. The thing that you were thinking of mm -hmm. was a French scientist working for the U.S. government who, during the Cold War, developed the stinkiest cheese in the world. Correct. Which was developed as a weapon, and now that the Cold War is over in 1991, the scientist has to go out into the Mojave Desert to bury the cheese, hopefully ensuring that no humans will find it and use it against themselves. Dave, I have... Wonderful and terrible news for you. Uh-oh. You are the victor of this week's 20 Questions Tuesday Challenge! Uh, uh, oh, you got are we still yelling? Yeah. And you didn't do it with me. Oh, okay, whatever. Let's go over to the Scoratorium and see how you did. Okay. Ah. <sighs> I could just watch this thing in the game, you know? Hey, 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 come back to me. Here it is. What? No, oh, hey. What are we doing? We're reading you the score, Dave. Oh! You got this 20 Questions Tuesday challenge in... 15 questions! Ho ho! Suck on that! More than 15 questions? Yeah! Pretty spicy, huh, buddy? Picante. David, um... Yeah. Do you, do you like stinky cheeses? You do, don't you? Or how, how, what is your stance on stinky cheese? Okay, so there are several stinky cheeses that I like. Okay. But I also have a persistent paranoia about eating them and uh, by the commutative property becoming stinky. Like, like sweating and smelling like the cheese or just having stinky cheese breath? More stinky cheese breath. Okay. Yeah, like I don't want to eat too much stinky cheese on the off chance that I run into somebody who I might offend, and then they'll never talk to me again, because they're like, wow, that's that one guy who smells like cheese. I have a lot of conflicting emotions about this. I'm so sorry. I know, my life is very difficult. I'm so sorry for your cheese loss. My choss? Your choss. Write that down. My choss Whedon. And that's how you play 20, 20 Questions, Questions Tuesday. Tuesday! You can leave us a review or a star rating and subscribe to the podcast over on iTunes. You can like us on Facebook, and you can follow our Tumblr at 20questionstuesday.tumblr.com. Our theme song is Blood Meridian by Curlew, licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. 
The music you heard under the show this week was Hugo Droopy Contini, also licensed under a CC license. If you want us to use your music, message us on Facebook or Tumblr. Up next, stay tuned for Paul Bunyan, Mall Cop. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Burnell Brutman. Good night.